Good morning. This is Jen back with another episode of Just Impolite Love podcast. Um, it's a great, beautiful morning in Maine. I'm actually on the road and so excited. I'm sitting here with a guest. Um, first time in the history of this podcast, I think I've spoken with you for a half hour. This is Miss Kingsley Gallup from Taurus in Town. Hello and welcome. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Good to be here. Kingsley, we are sitting in a train depot in Kennebunk, Maine. Indeed, we are. And like, how long have you been here? So I have been here just shy of two years. So it's fresh. Um, yeah, bought the building almost two years ago. But I've loved this building for forever, it seems. And how did you find it? Well, the building I've driven by as long as I've lived in Maine. Uh, every time my kids and I would drive up Summer Street, which is the street um, perpendicular to this one, we we would laugh about how I would always look to the left and kind of with this sort of longing, you know, I'm in love look on my face. Everyone looked to the left and we'd look at this old train depot and then we'd keep going and off to school. But I just have loved it. It's a sweet building. I There's just oodles of history here. And uh, yeah, so when it was on the market, I just thought I just have to investigate. I have you just, to. You just grabbed it. Yeah, well, it, it was... <laughs> <laughs> you just reached out and grabbed of, it. A lot of fancy footwork and a lot of um, grace shown to me to make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> so the So the... The reason we're here today, it's kind of, it's a unique story. It's kind of, it falls in with the serendipity of a little something in South Berwick, Maine. Things, there's a little bit of magic that just seems to happen in that store. Um, I was training one of the artists because I was leaving town for a college tour. She she was a little nervous and shy, but um, I was determined to have that time off. <laughs> my daughter and keep the store open. And then in pop these two like jubilant, beautiful women. And you just filled our store with like so much energy right off the bat. And I was, and I think you took um, Christine off guard because it's like, what just happened? Like, who are these people? <laughs> and then from there, the, it was like this crazy um, story unfolded. And yes. that's how we met. Yes, indeed. That was a great day. Uh, Melissa and I have been buzzing about that visit ever since. I mean, we you might feel that we entered with a lot of energy and, um, yeah, a lot of energy and joy, but we felt it the minute we walked in. So uh, we looked funny. at each other and both sort of mouthed, oh my God. What is this place, what right? What is this place? So you, so you are owner and founder of... No, you're not the founder? Not the founder, um, but the owner. The owner of Tourist in Town. Yes. A beautiful magazine. And newspaper. And newspaper. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that and then how you ended up in South Berwick. Deal. So uh, the newspaper, currently called Tourist in Town, actually started in 1958 um, in Cape Corpus, uh, so not far from here. No, Cape Corpus, actually the little pier. The and little the, village. Is it Pier the, 77, the restaurant? The, yeah, that's in Cape Corpus. Just, I think, the most beautiful okay, little village. Okay, I fell in love with that in my early 20s. Oh. And I, that's my place that I beeline. Like yes. when I just want to get away and just 
Yeah. It's like a little time machine. It is amazing. That's sort of my dream spot. That's where I kind of like to end up. So you know that, you know, you're going through the village and then you go around that little corner in the cove Yes. and you look to the left. I always told my kids, look to the left. Oh, I love it. That's the house that I want to retire in. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And to look across it at Goat Island and it's just, Cape Corpus is amazing. So that's where the newspaper started. So it started as tourist news and it was essentially a a newsletter. It was a two, one page, two-sided information for visitors to the area, strictly a summertime uh, publication, uh, galleries and, and other forms of arts and entertainment and that kind of thing. And it's been around ever since. This is its 65th year. Um, I took it over in 2018. And thanks to a friend who essentially whispered in my ear and told me that the owner before me was about to retire and that she just something spoke to her and told her to tell Kingsley that a publication was going to be up for sale. Uh, I feel like that's the name of your podcast. <laughs> tell Kingsley. Oh, I love- oh my God. Tell Kingsley, <laughs> whisper in her ear and Perfect. something amazing is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. She'll run with it. You have to, you have to run I, with I, it. I like that. I like that. There's something yeah. there. Yeah. Oh yeah. So well, I am kind of a run with it gal. So I ran with it. I, I I thought, what the heck, I'm going to look into this. I was ready for a complete change. And this is a complete change from what I had been doing. And I've never been a publisher before. I've always been a writer, but I uh, have never owned a publication, but I've always wanted to. Um, And so fast forward to now, it happened in 2018. And within about a year, I changed the name to Tourist and Town, mm-hmm. because it became abundantly clear to me that our readership is really just as much locals as it is tourists. And so I felt the name didn't match any longer. It did when it first started, but it didn't anymore. You're growing. And and we're growing. And mm-hmm. the, our publication season now is April through November, as opposed to just summer. And then, uh, so that's the newspaper. We put out about 26 issues a year of the paper. It's a full color tabloid size newspaper. Um, and and then uh, two years ago, I started the magazine. And the ma- the magazine is gorgeous. Well, thank you. You left a copy when you came to the store. And I have, I've been in and around publications for my career. Like just, you know, like it's a Forrest Gump moment. You just find yourself doing something you never expected or you're yes. picking up knowledge and <laughs> yes. you're like, okay. I When I was in my 20s, I ended up selling for a magazine in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Really? And it was a retired fighter pilot. <laughs> and he was <laughs> scared. He up. scared the shit out of me. Like he was just militant and dark skinned, tall, handsome, like... And he just laid it out um, what I was going to do in sales. Wow. And I was a go-getter. So like I just fell in line that and learned so much about pushing out a magazine. Yep. yep. A local regional magazine. Yes. There's yes. a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into it. I think, you know, you can pick up a publication and if you don't stop to really 
think about it. And I don't really expect or want everyone to stop and think about it. I want people to just be caught up in the moment of, of looking through a beautiful publication. But if you do stop and think about each of the components, right. there is a lot that goes into it. Well, I think anything artistic is, we were talking about this um, in a writer's group last night, is that when something's done well, it allows the reader, the listener, the viewer to simply get caught in the moment and forget that they're reading, forget that they're watching, right. and they almost become a part of what you've created. And that is kind of like that magic zone that you're not quite sure how to get there. You're right. just like, you keep you keep tossing till, till you get there. Absolutely. And then on the other side of that, for people that don't have the wherewithal to get there, they're the viewers. It's like that, that gift that you can pick something up and immediately know if it's good or not. Yes. And you don't know why. Yes. yes. You know if something's off or yep. not quite there, yep. but you don't know how to get the rest of the way. Right. right? It's right. just, that so, so I, that's the magic zone. Yes. And it's like, I picked up your magazine after, well, we haven't even talked. We're not going to get to everything in this podcast. Ah. There's no way. Because I was thinking about we have we have things in common with our past, yes. with different passions and loves that came up in the store. Right. Um, but I picked up your magazine and I was like, oh, a couple things, right? She's there. Like this is high quality, artistic. It has value in the content. You have the advertisers positioned in a way that don't impede the experience of thumbing mm. through, but yet they're visible. You just have hit every button. And then I think you. you guys left the store and um, I finished training Christine. And then even I went home that night, I had this buzzing. Like I had this fierce energy that, it was almost like when I want to start a new business, it was like, and it was whining. And I was like, oh my gosh, those women, those women. And I started thinking about it and I, and I was thinking about what you're doing. You're focusing on a local community. You're spotlighting stories of little shops, artists, experiences, things that are indicative of Maine coast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's like with a little something, like I highlight and spotlight the artist and the authors and the makers in the store and give them a platform for their stories to be shared Absolutely. verbally, right? And I think you and I connecting and Melissa that day, it was just like, it was almost like bees working in the same hive. And yes. I like people already think I'm a wing nut. So like, yeah. like, I'll just keep going. But that's what it felt like. It yes. felt like I met a fellow bee Yes, that yes. had the same intent with um, the same optimism that anything can get done. Absolutely. I was so yeah. high. Yeah. I think even I, the, I next, too. the next day. Mm -hmm. I, I was too. I absolutely. And I love the bee you know, the, the, the bee metaphor, because it's perfect. I mean, I was buzzing as well. And the buzz continued on for a while because just that, that well, the passion for, for the story and, and the passion for the people um, in you was just infectious. And, and I share it. And in many ways, your store, my paper, my paper, your store, they, 
they really are doing the same thing. They are I, providing I a so. platform for all these wonderful eclectic folks to share their story and um, to be seen and celebrated. Uh, I mean, if the local shop goes away or the local paper goes away. We know what that looks like. And yes, we know what it looks like. And uh, that kills me. I, I mean, it's it's not an easy time to be in print media. You know, it's just not. I don't think it's ever an easy time. <laughs> was, I don't think it's ever. I know. But, you know, with every passing year, with technology just constantly uh, upgrading itself every two seconds. Technology screen time. Yeah, it's a scary thing. But I always say to people, this paper, it, it won't die on my watch. Oh, no, it, you know what? It won't. <laughs> like I have, I would bet, I would bet my um, retirement on that. Uh-huh. It will not die on your watch. Not on my watch. So you came into your store and I felt like a, <laughs> um, a babbling baboon almost because like, I don't know if I was tapping into your energy, but like all of these ideas started coming forth and I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to run with it. Like, and because in addition to the podcast in the store, I write a daily column and for years that column has been more of a cathartic attempt for me to move through some heavy stuff, right? some, some residue from childhood and like knock on wood, it seems like I've, I've done a fair amount of that and I've, I've gotten to a place that's good. So recently I've started writing about other people and similar to like your magazine is just, you know, when someone comes in the store or there's an artist or if I eat somewhere, that's just this extraordinary experience. I just have started leading into that and feeling yes. as though that's providing value, bringing it to other oh, people. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. So I was like, Melissa and Kingsley, I can write, I can write, you know, stories for the magazine. And then like, and all of this. And then of course I was like, you have to do a podcast, right? Mm, I, I would love to. I and really, you're here. Well, yeah. even just to do this. Oh, oh yes. Yes. I thought you meant the paper. Yeah. Look, I love oh, you're no, like already you 10 suggest- steps ahead. Oh, you're- when you suggested this, I was so excited. No. Why not? Oh, yeah. I, it's great. I feel as though like your readership, my listeners, my readership, like when they combine, like we have no idea what could happen. No, I know. Very true. Very true. And like what what good can we spread from that? Right. 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 Absolutely. So you found about, I'm always curious about how people find out oh, yes. about yes. our shops around the corner. Yes. Yes. Hardly yes. visible from Main Street. Right. Right. Yep. Uh, so Melissa and I uh, started something called Out of the Office uh, for this publishing year. We wanted to do something where we really get out into the community, almost like, you know, secret shoppers in a way. Uh, although we really shouldn't be shopping, but I come home. <laughs> Look, I think you're we- our best. I know you're our best customer that day. Oh, I went crazy I was like- in your shop. I was praying to be Oh, and I need a birthday present for this person, and oh, I'm going to get this. And I live in in my hat that says "Be a nice person." Uh, the baseball hat that I got at your shop. Yes, shot. that's okay, Allison's so. design. Oh, yeah. I just love it. So either way, so we started this thing called um, "Out of the Office," wanting to get out into um, communities that aren't right in our backyard. Tourist in town actually covers Kittery to Old Orchard Beach. 
but many people who don't know it intimately think that it's really Kenny Bunk centric. Mm -hmm. And, and it has been heavily weighted because this is where it started. My writers are here, but we really do cover Kittery to Old Orchard Beach. We distribute to hundreds of locations from Kittery to Old Orchard Beach. So Melissa and I wanted to start getting out into some of these wonderful towns. And so we're always brainstorming, where should we go this time? Where should we go this time? So much fun. Well, my daughter, Daisy, is a student at the new school in Kennebunk, which is just a wonderful, uh, just a wonderful, small, eclectic, independent school. And she's a freshman there. And I'm on the fundraising committee and we were getting ready for an online auction that's actually running right now online. And uh, someone opened up a donation that had come in of some beautiful wood jewelry, carved etched earrings and things like that. And I went, ooh, 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 you know, and she said, oh, well, they came from this wonderful shop. And so immediately it went into my head and I said to Melissa, okay, that's where we're headed. We're headed to South Berwick and we're headed to a little something. And it's so funny. I remember the day that that lovely woman came in saying her friend had a child at the new school and she was so impressed with like everything it was doing to change her educational experience. Yes. Yes. And like, to me, that offers value because in my background, I was in ed tech for five years. Like. So have that, you know, that personal experience with day to day for kids that don't fit the traditional mold. Absolutely. It's, it's a horrific, um, not horrific, that's a little dramatic, but it's an endeavor that's not easily sustained. Is that fair? It's very fair. And for whatever reason, for whatever's going on with it, whether it's personality, um, ability, inability, um, economic situation, Public school doesn't always fit. No, it doesn't always and it doesn't... fit. No, and I I think for uh I think also when you've got I mean some the you've got your artists who are just out there <laughs> and you know just like an open book and then you've got the creatives that are more introverted that need an environment um that's conducive to their unfolding. The deep thinkers. Yeah. And Daisy fits that, you know, she needs an environment to support her unfolding. Uh, Otherwise she would just fold in, I think, into herself. And my fear is that would have happened in a large public high school. So as an incredible mama bear, (laughs) you saw that you advocated for your daughter, you created an opportunity for her experience, the change that she needed, which yeah. that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I and I always applaud that and respect that. And then where my heart always goes to, and this is what often slips me up, is what about those kiddos that don't have an advocate? Oh, I, I know. And my heart just like goes. Oh, absolutely. Like, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But so any this woman was singing the praises <laughs> of New Day and I was like, "Well, I'll donate something." She goes, "No, no, 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 no." She goes, "I want to purchase something." So we almost got in this little struggle and I oh, said, wow. "Okay, like, <laughs> well, if you purchase something, then I'll do a gift certificate, right?" And then like so we compromised yeah. and landed on that. And then went about my day. Like the thing about this podcast that I want to talk about is like 
how important each of our day, every moment can be and the choices we make, because it's like, and a lot of times without us even knowing, Yes. like if you had never come into that store that day, I would have never known the ripples or, you know, to the extent of how far ripples travel and just that one action to decide to meet her purchase, you know, just to say, Hey, I appreciate that you thought of us and let me match that because I do believe in education alternatives yes. in different situations for different kiddos. Yes. Like that's important for everybody. Absolutely. I thank my lucky stars or Daisy's lucky stars every single day that there is a new school, you know, right in our backyard. I, yeah. I feel so, so great. It's powerful. It's, it's great. And I, and I think too, like what I witnessed or experienced being in ed tech for five years, and that's a whole other story how I ended up there, but it's when a system is a little bit archaic and starts to fall out of sync with its purpose. Like if you think about it, education was meant to create people that would fit in a manufacturing society. Right. So what happens? We sit in rows, right? Mm -hmm. We uniform rows. We all check off the boxes. We learn math the same way Mm -hmm. and we fall in line. And now we have these little change makers, right? Absolutely. The system needs to evolve. Yeah. Our society is evolving. Our world is changing. We're no longer a manufacturing economy. Right. Right. So anyways, like, it's just like, to me, like each, every moment, every day, if you, if you stop to think about what's going on, that's exciting for me. Yes. And what attracts certain people to certain certain areas, ideas, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. I'm so, yeah. But I'm, then we were in the store and this is, so I never stay on top at Kingsley. That's like oh, part hey, of the problem. I, I, I rarely do myself. Don't worry about it. So where you had me. So I feel like you, you had like your fishing pole with the bait on it. Like you cast it into the store and you dangled the little bait. Right. And I'm like, Buzzing, without even knowing, right? It was your shop. I like immediately felt drawn to both of you and then start talking about the day school. Then you mentioned that you had been divorced and I was like, oh my gosh, right? So here's this powerful woman that has, she's been there. She's been there and done that. And then I instantly resonated with you on that. And then you talked about your work in social services. And then I was like, oh my God, I sat on health and human services as a state rep. And I just started like little like pieces started falling apart. And I was like, I know this woman. (laughs) Like not that we're carbon copies, but like it was just so funny that we've had so many shared Yes. Or experiences that seem to line up. Absolutely. It blew me away. The chapters of our lives. So similar. So similar. And it's like, I think um, in my town, I've become known as the divorcee, like, or the woman, like, what happens more than not, women that are struggling in their relationships or marriages will happen in the store. And I never say outright, but I think um, I think I'm known for being divorced more than once or twice. Right, and it's right. not a badge of honor. Like if anything, it's shame. It's I've worked through the shame and the humility from it. Yes. But I think meeting another strong woman that didn't allow divorce to be the last chapter. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. And 
I'm guessing, you know, divorce is not easy. It brings its own struggle, its own pain. But what I found, it always opens up a new space and a window of opportunity. Yes. Yes. And no doubt about it. No doubt about it. As has every chapter along the way for me, that's been less than pleasant and, you know, good feeling every chapter, you know, childhood wasn't easy necessarily. Oh God, we don't, so we probably share that too. I'm yeah, guessing. Yeah. 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 So, but, but they, they usher in something new. I, I, it's amazing. I think every time we're, every time we're humbled, every time we are um, compelled to surrender to a situation, not give up, but just, this is real. This is happening. You know, uh, I think that space then is created inside us for new growth. Um, we can fight reality and then we don't grow or we can say, this is what it is. Yeah. What am I meant to learn here? So, well, you know, lately I've been um, focusing on things not happening to me, but right. happening for me. Right. I love And that. exactly what you just said, like, and I think when you just said surrender, because mm. I was brought up in a scrappy household where you don't give up, you don't say can't, you right. don't stop, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just keep moving forward. So surrender is a, is a really tricky concept because when you're in those life situations where you're just hitting your head against that wall and you're just tenacious and you've got your hands in a fist and you're like ready to fight, right? To the, yep. you're going to make it through. Yeah the power that comes from surrendering yes and finally allowing yourself to relax into what's happening yes it's like how do you even describe that oh it's yeah it's it's incredible and it's not giving up no no but it can feel very counterintuitive for a for a doer and for someone who and for an optimist in many ways, it can just feel counterintuitive because I was always, I always thought, no, I can power through anything and cope, cope, cope and adapt, adapt, adapt. And stuff, you stuff, know, stuff. I'm going <laughs> to push through this. But sometimes, like you just said, sometimes we have to just stop, take a deep breath and own that this sucks right now or this hurts right now. And it's okay. If I fight the hurt, it's going to come find me and then it'll leak out in other weird ways in life. It's so. always the, it's always <laughs> the weird ways that yes. it leaks out, that it gets the yeah. best of you. Yeah, absolutely. So might as well, might as well turn and face it and learn from it. Yeah. I think the early childhood stuff for me, what it did was turn me into the, the constant people pleaser. Yes. Like, um, so being a doer, being a chaser of dreams, being creative, being a strategist, and then being a people pleaser really sends you in a tailspin because you're, you're chasing a lot of other people's dreams. You're making a lot of things happen for a lot of people Mm -hmm. at the, um, looking back, did I learn from those experiences? Yeah. But at my expense, like, absolutely, you know, um, well, you know, and there's, there, you know, gaining that experience and that knowledge, it's not wasted energy or effort. Right. But there was a lot of hamster wheels yes, <laughs> in yes, my, yes. in my, 
in my education or my experience of growing up through mm-hmm. my 20s and 30s. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. a lot of spinning. Oh, I can relate to that also. I mean, and I, I look at my journey and I went down a lot of rabbit trails along the way, learned from each one of the rabbit trails, but they were other people's trails. Mm-hmm. And you know, I lived to please my parents. Probably, I probably was doing that well into well into adulthood. Um, but you know, just going down their paths and 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 yes, learn something each time because I think we learn sometimes the most from what doesn't fit than from what does. So oh, that's not me. And mm-hmm. so over time, I just started kind of. Uh, quite a list of the not me's. Okay, well, that's not me. And that's not me. And so it's sort of, oh, so what is, you know, what's left is what is me. So have you started making a list of what is Kingsley? I think I'm kind of living it right now. So So I don't have a list, but I think I'm living it. You're a mother. I'm a mother and nothing matters to me. You're a writer. Do you write for your... I, I write little little blurbs in the at the beginning of each issue of the paper it's the last thing I do before I hit send Mm -hmm. on the newspaper and it I've always done it that way and I keep telling myself I should write my little letters ahead of time because I'll worry that nothing will come out or but it's almost a little game now for me I, I it's literally whatever is in my mind at that time on Monday morning at about 9am right before I send the paper off and it just comes out. So I write those very stream of consciousness, but I'm always working on stuff. I have, there's a book. I I had a book published a few years ago, but I'm working on two others. What's the name of the book? It's called Project Personal Freedom Tips and Tools for a Liberated Life. And it's three, holding back on me. It's 365 little readings born out of 15 or so years in the mental health field. Um, so little nuggets that I ran a treatment group at a, at a private um, treatment center out West. And each of these 365 nuggets are things that just were born out of, out of those experiences born out of the group work. It might be a little tip or a tool that I saw clients really resonate with. It might be something that a client brought to the table. You know, what I've been doing is da 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 da. It might be a famous quote that we all talked about in group one day and I'll expand on it. But it's really anything that created an aha for someone with whom I worked or Mm -hmm. for me. And And finally, a client said to me, I used to print these out each week, a little sort of nugget of the week, and I'd hang them on the outside of my office door. And finally, one of my clients said, I hope you're keeping all these because I think a book is taking shape. And I said, oh, wow, no, I haven't really kept any of them. But I started putting them together into a book. So, so, so not. I'm, I drove here and I said, I'm not going to talk about me <laughs> because this is getting uh, to know Kingsley. Uh, this is getting to know <laughs> tourists in town. And then Kingsley, when I started writing every day, it was um, something called a little lift. And every day I would write a short vignette 
about literally how to make it through the day after being divorced. Oh, I love it. And then someone came to me, Carrie came to me and she goes, oh my God, why aren't you putting this in a book? So I compiled all of those days and I think I want to say it's 356 pages and it's called Letting Go. So it's all of these little like bathroom vignettes that you can read in a single setting. Yes, Yes. And it's, it's just like when the shit hits the fan and like you're a single mom, you, you just lost your company that had gone worldwide and you're divorced and your ex-husband shows up on the Zumba list. And it's like all of these mm-hmm. things, how do you stay focused and positive to move? What am I, how, like right when you're buried. You're going to drop that and not expand on it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so I, and then I, so I published it and it's you called did? Letting Go. Oh, good for you. I, I gotta, I gotta find it. That's well, awesome. No, it's old. It's oh, old okay. now, well, but like, okay. so it's like, and now like, um, I think I met you and I don't, I don't, I feel like I have a girl crush. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't song? get There's that. Song. Crush, like, I think, it? I don't know. I have to, but like, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been quirky. I've always like, my mom said I was born without the, the gene for risk or fear of risk. Oh, oh, without right? it. Without yes. it, right? Yes. Like yeah. if like yeah. that creative energy just right. swirls and then I just jump and yep. things will work out. Yep. They they yes. always seemed I mean it's not that there haven't been great moments of right. struggle. Right, right. But in doing that being willing and open to at least look at new experiences, consider yep. new pathways. The other thing my mom said is like, it's kind of like I've had a Forrest Gump career. Like Mm -hmm. it's always had like the whisper in your ear that you should Mm -hmm. consider taking over this (laughs) magazine and start this gorgeous, (laughs) like this color in here. The other thing like with my girl crush is this color was the exterior of my farm I just sold. That like the farm I drove by for 10 years that I was like, I'm going to live there one day. I love it. Like this is the exterior color. Like is it dark gray? Is it blue? Is it lighter black? Like it's just, right? Everybody is fascinated with this color. Well, I, I love this color. It's called shadow, but I just love it. And it's very similar to the color of a home that, I sold a few years ago in in Kennebunk. Yeah, yeah. But I love it. I, I love it. You know, it's fun to kind of do a dramatic, dark, sort of modern color in this quirky old drain station and not be generic. No, it's gorgeous in here. Eclectic antiques, useful pieces brought back from the past, new pieces integrated for functionality. I love it. I love it. I know it. I feel it. Uh, It's Um, great. A lot of my parents around here. Uh, I surround myself with them. Uh, They're just, they're just. (laughs) Wait, I just spotted. (laughs) I just spotted the pillow. And it says um, behind every successful woman, woman is herself. (laughs) I've had that forever. Yeah. Yeah. So you're happy where you are. I am. You're doing what you love. Yes. I'm absolutely doing what I love. You're expanding on the side, writing some books. Expanding on the side. Yes. You're reaching out to unfamiliar communities. You're like, (laughs) 
you're reaching out and yeah. you're like pulling like incredible bits and pieces. Well, I'm doing my best, you know, and I, there's always more I want to do with the paper and the magazine so much more, but I just, what I say to my team is, uh, you know, let's just, let's just focus on doing what we do the best we possibly can, you know? And, and so when it's time to do different things, we'll weave that in, but let's make sure we're doing what we currently do the best we can. And so that's been, that's probably me putting the brakes on me a little bit and not spreading ourselves too thin because I have so many ideas of what I'd love to Isn't that maturity? Like, oh, wow. Is that what it is? I think that might be because when we were younger, we had no limits or boundaries, right? Like you just, yeah, you know. Well, I've seen... I've seen, I feel like I've seen so many businesses, whatever they might be, even publications, start getting watered down because probably out of fear of, of not surviving, but starting to kind of try to be everything to everyone and do everything. And then somehow the mission is lost along the way. And I think it's okay to go deep. Yeah, I don't think we have to be everything to everyone. We're not a big box store. Right, right? exactly. We exactly. have a personality. Yeah. We have um, what we have bones as a small business. Exactly. So what is your mission statement? Do you know it? Well, it, <laughs> I, well, it, cha- it, it changes <laughs> a lot. It, it really does, the wording of it. But the gist is that, you know, we see ourselves as an important resource for locals and for tourists, um, full of feel-good stories about the people who live and work and visit these towns, um, and and that we're all about goodwill more than anything. You know, I really want I, I want our publications, both of them, to be uplifting, no matter what. So we're a resource. You know, we're a guide. We um, we go deep into the stories. Uh, it's arts, entertainment, lifestyle, and we're all about positivity. Mm-hmm. So Batman has Robin, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Every superhero seems to have. <laughs> yeah, seems to have you know that, the sidekick. The sidekick <laughs> behind the scenes. That's brilliant that is rolling up their sleeves knowing when to crack a joke knowing when to be serious knowing when to put up a stop sign knowing when to you know getting the takeoff (laughs) getting ready for takeoff yeah you have that you found that person yes yeah 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 oh absolutely I've been blessed with Robins in many different forms along the way, dear friends and um, and my wonderful writers um, and uh, and contributors along the way, and my own kids who you know love to redirect me and <laughs> but but Melissa uh, Ross, who with whom I'm working now, has just been just an unbelievable. Uh, boon to my life, to the publications. Um, she fits. She fits. 
we become great friends, but she's also just extremely talented and has great ideas and has a nice rational. <laughs> she's a, the a logical. Pro- yeah. She's the logical one. Yeah. Uh, more so than I. Is she a but bean counter? Like mm-hmm. she is playful. She's lovely. Yeah. Her, very playful. Um, it was almost like when I met the both of you, it was, it was, it was kind of like a ping pong match, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're watching because it's <laughs> equally fascinating on both sides, right? Like right. no matter who's serving or right. returning, it didn't right. matter. Right. Yeah. We have a matter. lot of fun and our out of the office days are, are a blast. Uh, the, the last one, which, which I'm writing up for the paper that goes to press next week uh, was we went to a place called Grammy Rose, which is a dog sanctuary and <laughs> rescue center that is, <laughs> and I can be a little dramatic. I, I, I love hyperbole, but I'm not overstating it to say this place is unbelievable. It's what is in Grammy Acton, Rose? Maine. Acton, Maine, which it's is an amazing around, town that yeah, not a lot of people know about. Right. It's been around one year. Um, and it was the vision of uh, the granddaughter of a couple who lived on that property and their farmhouse is still there on the property. And she had a vision. Um, of, I don't know how long after their passing or what, but she had a vision to have it become a, a pet, a dog rescue and sanctuary. And this place is unreal. But what led you to grant is a granny or granny? granny? Grammy Roses. Well, it started with a gentleman calling me about placing a few ads. Um, and he worked for a, a media group or probably a marketing mm-hmm. or advertising firm that Grammy Rose must be using. But after we talked about advertising and size and cost and all of that, he he sort of went off script and said, <laughs> this place is unreal. I said, is it? And he started telling me a little bit about it, and he was not kidding. Uh, and Melissa and I joke about it because when I asked her to come with me to do the out of the office at Grammy Road, she said, "Just you know," she looked at me with terror and said, "I already have enough dogs." And I, <laughs> I said, "No, you can do it." And so we joked about just don't make eye contact, just don't look at the animals in the eye. You'll be okay because we both love dogs. Yeah, but I have two. She has two. Once we got there, we realized we could look these dogs in the eyes because it was a feel-good atmosphere. These dogs are happy. They're not in little cages praying that you'll adopt them. Mm-hmm. They're living in They're living large cabins on, <laughs> on, on a property that Wait, looks... what do you mean? With people? Uh, no. <laughs> no, not really. I mean, literally, there are about... I don't want to get it wrong, but maybe eight or so gorgeous log cabins, each named after a dog. Like the Lost Kitchen. Have you seen the Lost Kitchen? Yes. How she has her little log cabins in the woods? Yes, kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, come on. And they live in these cabins. I think it's six in a cabin. The cabins. Bunks. <laughs> it's the camp. <laughs> They're not in bunks. They are in actual stalls, you know, but nice stalls. Oh. They each have a little bin of toys. But you know, big areas that they live in. And uh, every cabin has a big yard attached to it. The woods with walking trails. Each cabin has a TV with couches How is it and funded a kitchen. By, is it a nonprofit? It is funded. Um, you know, that is a great question. Well, they they fund it through donations 
And through there, um, they have a mini golf course there and an ice cream shop. No, I've been there in a barbecue. They serve barbecue, right? And then the mini golf is like, it's a farm. So it's got, you're looking at me, but my well, ex-husband, that's where we took my daughters I'm, for our first date. But was it within the last year? Because no. they've only been around a year. No, but so, but there's a farm in act. This is then it? it might be another. It might. It just might be another. It's because gotta be. This literally. But so the golf course and all of that is new, or did that exist before the puppy? No, it's all new. It's all it's new. It's all okay. new, and they only serve ice cream. No okay, other. Okay, so food. not the place I'm thinking. And of. and they have sort of big dogs at each of the holes along the golf course. Oh, come you on, know? we yeah. need to drive people to. Uh, this, this golf course, this, this place ice cream is so extraordinary. I just can't begin to tell you. And they all operate on sort of a walkie talkie system. Well, it's probably a little fancier than the walkie talkies I used when I was a kid. And my brother and I are like, are you asleep? Meet me out on the porch, you know, Stop. but they all they're on radios all the time. I mean, you'll hear someone saying, OK, I'm coming out of cabin six with Victor headed to the walking trail. And someone else will say, well, I'm I'm with Dolly. We're heading back. Oh, my God. So I'm not being rude. Well, a little bit, but I had I love to Google and it's Grammy Rose Dog yeah. Rescue and Sanctuary and it's adoptable dogs. And I'm like. Oh, you're not even, oh my God. It, no, it's literally unreal. And Melissa and I, when, when we went in a cabin and saw that there was a TV and couches and a kitchen, we thought, well, that's interesting well, for dogs. Like, Can I, I read this real quick? Do you mind if we shift over to this? Like, No, not at all. Not at all. Lo, so Grammy Rose Dog Rescue and Sanctuary, located in Acton, Maine. Our rescue was inspired by the lives of Rose Kessler Wentworth, Grammy Rose, and her husband, Ralph Edward Wentworth, Wiki Wiki Ralph. The rescue is a living tribute to their legacy and was built on land that has been stewarded by the Wentworths and their antecedents dating back to the American Revolution. Click below to learn more about our rescue and about its history. So this is Grammy rose2ms.org this okay this in itself like how does the whole world not know about oh i know i i can't stop talking about it personally it's so remarkable and it's so sweet and if the dogs are not adopted they live out their lives in this dreamy place filled with so much love but they work so hard to acclimate these dogs that's why there's a kitchen and, it, and that's why there's a TV in each of the cabins, because the sounds of home. They want the dogs to acclimate to Wait the- Wait a minute. I know I have my girl crush on you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kingsley, you know, you know what it is? What is it? You focus on the solution, not the problem. Probably, yes. You yes. S- no, probably about it. <laughs> you, you, if something appears as not being- is that that it's not right or wrong. I don't believe there is a right or wrong. Right. But if something's in front of you that just isn't fitting, you, you go to work and you're like, okay, how do I make this fit better? And then when you find people that are working at the same thing, you share their story. And it's not just for the benefit of who you're sharing the story with, but to create these ripple effects. Absolutely. So other people can gain the knowledge yes. and find a pathway forward. Yes. That's Kingsley. 
Well, that, well, that, thank you. Oh I mean, that God. really sounds lovely. You know, a heck of a lot lovelier than how I see myself. But I mean, that's Are really- you accepting students? Like, I feel like ah, I, stop. so for the past, um, I want to say for the past three years coming out of this last divorce and like turning 50 and realizing, okay, there's a shelf life on Jennifer Ellen Parker. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't go on forever. I've been a little bit like, scattered my whole life right like a ping 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 where you know chasing chasing um butterflies Mm -hmm. and i started saying you know i just need a mentor to fall from the sky Mm -hmm. i just need someone that gets it and like like i don't know and maybe i don't like maybe i don't give myself enough credit but i just you probably don't (laughs) <laughs> and I am, and I'm like, you just popped in the store and you're this fireball of good energy. And wow. like, cause everything, you know, quantum physics and quantum mechanics, everything is made up of energy. Right. right. And some energies vibrate faster than others. Some energy is more denser than others. And, you know, some energy still, and some energy is just moving at the speed of light. Right. right. And it's like, where do you want to be? And how are you going to get there? And then, oh my God, when you start working towards that, you act as a little magnet. Mm. Yep. 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 I couldn't agree more with that. And, and, you know, you were equally magnetic. But so how, okay. So we're going to, we're probably coming up on an hour and this always happens, right? Oh my gosh, how's that? We still haven't talked about sex. We haven't talked about dysfunctional families. We haven't talked about the matriarch of society and that change because that's changing. Mm -hmm. I, you know what? I always say I, I, I vote for a partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a partnership. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't need the women to take over the world, nor do I think they should. But I, I would like a nice partnership. I like a partnership. I love that. Yeah. Um, so do you want to, we have um, about 10 minutes left. Okay. We're not rigid, but like I have to open the store. You have a magazine and a newspaper <laughs> to publish and a family to what? raise. What? Right? Right. Life, life calls life. us. Yes. Yes. Okay, so um, where do we go next with our 10 well, minutes? Well, I'm so excited about Grammy Rose. I oh, like, yeah. I, you know, what a great thing for listeners to just yeah, explore on their oh, own yeah. and go play some mini golf and ice cream. That's what I want to do Absolutely. this weekend. I'm going up there. Oh, oh. I, we have two dogs and I've been championing for a third. So oh, here well, we go. that's the place to go. So I will, I just to button up Grammy Rose temporarily, I will say that what was so neat after after Melissa and I had this incredible experience and we were blown away and she was able to make eye contact with the dogs without loading a dog up in her car when we left. Um, after we left, we, we just couldn't stop talking about this place. And literally 24 hours later, um, we were... Uh, stationed at a tourist in town booth at the May Day festivities in Kennebunk. Um, <laughs> just small town America, you know, in the best of ways. I mean, it was just great. But we're there at a little tourist in town table, just greeting people. 
and a gal walks up with the sweetest little dog and we no. start we start petting this dog and Melissa said, oh, what's her name? And the gal said, her name is Star. Well, we had heard all about Star 24 hours prior goosebumps. of any dogs that we heard details about their journey. It was Star. Star had some health issues. She had to have a surgery. She had just been adopted. They were so happy about it. And there she was. So when the gal said star, we both went, <gasps> and Melissa said, where'd she come from? And the gal said, Grammy Rose. It's an amazing place. So we were able to see the other side of it. Do you think that just happens? No, I do not. Do you think that. the universe aligns? Yes, I do. And connects the dots. Absolutely. We were packing up. Wait, two minutes later, we would have been gone and Star would have walked right by our empty booth. I mean, absolutely. So um, those are the stories that just light me up. So I want to put you on the spot. This just came to me. Go for it. So I think I told you that every day in the store is a theme. Mm -hmm. And whether it's um, the people coming in and it's they don't know that they're adding to the theme or um, sometimes it's cancer. Sometimes it's suicide. Sometimes it's small business. Sometimes it's meeting your neighbor. It right. can be one day it was nurse day one day, you know, um, children's books, writers, like it can just be anything and everything. And um, I closed yesterday and I have this amazing sister. She's, She's the only one that listens to the podcast. <laughs> That's not true. But like for a while, I would joke that saying that no one listens. And she called me one day. She goes, stop saying no one listens. Uh, I listen to every, I am not no one. Right. I count. So this, my brilliant sister, she's uh, 12 years older than me. Um, professional, has all her ducks in a row, just can do anything, figure out anything. She was an architect and she was a, a coder. Now she works for a large insurance company, like almost quasi like a project manager. Like she's the end stop when something can't get figured out. Right. She was in a think tank for Bank America. You know, she wow. created those little checks that became images that we got instead of like that. So she's this wow. amazing mm -hmm. woman. She just recently got divorced after 30 some years. And she feels she's going to really kill me now. Ah! She feels a bit like a wallflower. Like that's her place in life. Like looked over easy. And mm. um, so, of course, she's in her 60s and, you know, single again. And right. just, I think, like anybody struggling, mm -hmm. right, to find, like what you said, you focused on who am I not? Right? right, right. To find out who you are. Well, so then that's going on in my world and talking with her and working through that with her because we've all been there. Um, and then two separate women came in yesterday. Almost identical issue of, you know, in their early 60s, looking at do I retire, don't I retire? But what happens after I retire? There's nothing there for me. Right. Like I'm with someone I love, but like it's not really doing it for me. It's right. not what I envision. Like almost like the pieces aren't fitting in their life. And I think because I'm the divorce mascot in ah. town, <laughs> like 
and only because I, you know, when something wasn't working or it wasn't feeling as though it was good, mm-hmm. you know, after exhausting and beating my head against the wall, I, there, because of whatever I'm like, I refuse to give up on mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. on life. Um, but anyways, so these women are starting to swarm me that can't seem to find the next step. Mm what to do when they're stuck, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. At an at an older age, yeah. not dead. We're far from right. dead. I'm guessing you're close to my age. Like we're not dead. Right. We're physically fit, right? right? We're, I'm going to say we're both attractive. Like mm-hmm. these women are attractive. They're in shape. They're capable. Like, so what, what words of wisdom do we give to our sisters mm. that find themselves in a place they didn't, one stream of, mm. right? Well, I, you know, one thing that I, there are probably so many wonderful words of wisdom out there, but what, one thing that jumps right to my mind is um, that I think, you know, we can, as, as women, many of us have become or became along the way so accustomed to sort of silencing the 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 passion or silencing our wants and needs or just sublimating them and suppressing them and just kind of going through the motions to to then wake up one day and say whose life am i living it doesn't feel like mine it feels like it's someone else's and it probably is someone else's it's probably a lot of somebody's um but you know where we realize that we have adapted and adapted and adapted and adapted along the way and gotten further and further and further away from our true self. Mm-hmm. And then we're left asking, how do I find my way back to me or back to a new me, but an authentic place? And I think it's it's about first perhaps recognizing that our true self might have gotten left behind somewhere along the way. And I think it's about starting to take stock of what lights us up. You know, I've said to clients in the past, um, just go through your day and pay attention to your energy level. Pay attention to what sparks you. It could be anything. It could be a dog that walks by. It could be a garden. It could be music. It could be something you read, Uh, whatever it is. Just pay attention to what ignites you without suppressing it, without saying, oh, that's silly, without, Mm -hmm. you know, getting distracted, just breathe and pay attention. And that's your true self, those little moments. And pause in those moments. Yeah. Make space for them. Yeah. And just start kind of getting back to you. You know, someone once said eons ago in a, in a, in a book, I, a self-help book I read along the way, but it really struck me. It said, um, you know, healing, I I might've used the word recovery, but in many ways we're talking about recovering self, but it said something like, you know, recovery or, or healing isn't about changing who you are. It's letting go of who you're not. And that, I never forgot that. I mean, that literally might as well have been, lit up in neon on this page I read in the middle of some book, but it just spoke to me. Letting and go so, of who you're not. So I very mean, often, I think it's these people you're describing and 
um, you know, who end up. And men or women. It doesn't, I oh, don't yeah. think it's no, gender no, related. No, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, I think we're especially good at suppressing our true self, you know. Wait, but, what did you say? You said letting go of who you're not? Yeah. It's not about changing who you are. It's letting go of who you're not. So, you know, in all those times that you feel really heavy and out of sync and for some of us, we eat our emotions and stuff it, like stuff them down with food. That's when you're not being who you are. Absolutely. So Mm self-care, doing something, whether, you know, when you're a people pleaser and you do for so many for so long, what does self-care look like? Right. What is it? Is it, is it eating, exercising? nurturing yourself and sometimes the most uh, i I think in many ways slowing down is one of the best forms of self-care i know that's a toughie for me because you know i even (laughs) walk quickly you know i mean it's very difficult for me to slow down but i do remind myself to do it many times a day because we can just outrun our true selves just, you know, the, I'm way down the road, but my true mm-hmm. self is back, you know, Yeah, <laughs> saying, what about me? So, well, and how do you know your true self if you're running a thousand miles an hour, right? Right. You don't. And that's why slowing down can help you to just tap into you. And another thing that I try to remind myself of all the time, unsuccessfully, much of the time is one thing at a time. Oh gosh. It's no. a lot easier. <laughs> it's so much easier to be connected to self or to hear our true voice if we're doing one thing at a time. Now, again, I, I'm usually doing more than one thing, but when I need that in reminder, the moment, in the moment, it's helpful. Yeah. Um, I think that's what I'm going to take away from today is like um, lately, like peeling my life back, peeling away layers that mm-hmm. I had put on myself over the years. Right. And now I'm in this little store around the corner, in this funky old laundromat that needs a new roof. <laughs> like, it's so great. But now. like, I, I think big, like, you know, I want to share the story that when I was in business school, I said, you know what? I'll know I've made it when I've been quoted in the Wall Street Journal, right? And I've shared this before, but it's oh, like, I love it. So guess what? I was quoted <gasps> in the Wall Street Journal, but for my business family. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. But, but you know what? Because I Maybe just that was think you big. making it though. You know what I mean? In a way, if it opened a door. Oh. <laughs> what? But so now I'm like, so I've worked with Fortune 500, like blah, 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 blah. I've had these huge experiences. And now I find myself in this little cinder block. I love it. Yeah. A little cinder block safe haven around the corner with no. And it's like what you're saying is it doesn't matter. That's where I am in this moment. Right. And I need to continue on until I've made that little store the best that it can possibly yeah. be. Yeah. And that's what I'm taking away from today for me, because mm-hmm. that was a mentor piece that I needed to hear. So I feel like I've sucked the energy. Oh, out of yes. no. I've like oh, taken, no. You've taken the energy. gold. Yeah. I've taken the gold and I'm running <laughs> and we're, we're ending this podcast. And um, what a gift. Oh, what yeah. a gold nugget that oh, I've ditto. found today. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, we're listened to in 13 countries. Oh my gosh. So, you know, 
who knows who's going to hear this, right. um, what they're going to take from it. And, you know, I, um, I want to say thank you because like you, I don't know if you listen to the pod, it's a tiny podcast. I think we've hit 4,000, you know what I mean? It's small potatoes, but your big gracious heart said, yes, oh you're my, my biggest. Gosh. And your big gracious heart invited me to do this. So no, I'm a cheap date. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm equally, I'm equally grateful. Really. It's, it's wonderful. It's a joy. It's, and it's, I, uh, I love what you're doing. Well, I love what you're doing. Carry on, sister. Yeah, Ditto, right on. <laughs> I shall. Um, well, so we're over an hour. Okay. And um, I think that, you know, you you being in the right place at the right time, taking over this legacy of this town crier and expanding it to southern Maine and throughout um, is is what needed to happen to shed light on so many great people, experiences, businesses, nonprofit, community events. And I think what I've found in my lifetime is that the magic comes in the connections we make. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And you're one big, huge conduit. It's oh, <laughs> <well>. like, <laughs> no pressure. You're a circuit. I, I like that. You're a circuit, and that's really amazing. I'll be a circuit. I can't believe the train didn't go. I'll be a circus too. I can't believe the train didn't go by. I know, right? There's always something that interrupts the podcast. I swear, we're going to end this podcast, and it's going to fly by. Um, So it's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Have an awesome day and kick some butt, Kingsley. Deal. Right back at you. Bye. (laughs)